WLWT News 5, leading the way. Good morning. It is Tuesday. It feels like a Monday, but it is Tuesday. So try to take that joy with you as you get through this week. Short week because of Labor Day, so hopefully it moves quickly for you. Sometimes it's not always the case, though, on a holiday week. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is WLWT News 5 Today's Daily Dose. I'm Kelly Rippin, Colin Mayfield, Fletcher Keel. Um, we are hitting a couple headlines this morning. The first being, for a lot of people, this is going to be a day that they do remember forever because of the Fifth Third shooting that happened four years ago in our city center, really the heart of downtown. Yeah. Um, three people were killed, met, uh, two people seriously injured, and we've had the honor of talking with Whitney Austin, one of the people who was shot several times. Uh, she was shot 12 times, but we've had the chance to speak with her on several different occasions. Um, and she's really an incredible woman who has now left her job with the bank and is working as an advocate for gun safety. And she's just, she's a really incredible lady who can speak to a lot of different groups, I think, about this in an incredibly rational way. And she does so so well, uh, so eloquently, um, has really been a, been a big proponent. Um, she talked to us about some of the some of the stats, excuse me, um, and saying, you know, we are headed in the right direction, but more needs to be done. You know, we talked about Uvalde today um, and, and that being, you know, the first uh, day of school for them down in Texas. So obviously, even since the fifth shooting, there's been other shootings that have happened right. um, at, at a rate that seemingly hasn't really stopped. So, um, you know, it, she was also saying that they haven't lost hope, though. Although there's more work to be done, they haven't lost hope that uh, that things are going in the right direction and they hope that their work is um, is impacting people's lives. Um, and as we know, we know the changes that um, they've they've done down in the city center, down uh, at Fifth Third Center itself, uh, and then also the hearing actions um, taken by uh, those Cincinnati police officers that day. So thankfully, uh, more wasn't uh, more carnage wasn't uh, done that day. So yeah, Austin left um, her job as Kelly was saying, started a nonprofit, Whitney Strong, and she was uh, one of the key figures in helping get uh, the bipartisan Safer Communities Act passed that was yep. signed just a couple months ago. Uh, by President Biden, so uh, making She's a difference. She's been in Washington a lot. She, yep. If you ever get a chance to, like, just go watch some of her interviews. Like I said, the way she speaks is so calm and collected and you you realize what she's gone through like multiple surgeries 12 mm -hmm. gunshot wounds you're like how how can you be so calm in in any of these conversations but she really is um and she appeals to a very large audience of people who you know she's not saying that you're not allowed to have a gun but she's right. saying there has to be responsible gun ownership and common sense gun reform and so she she talks to a lot of people about that and um i just she's a very interesting person we're always grateful for the time that she gives to us so uh, just to thank you to whitney for talking with us this morning i know this has got to be a a tough day for her um, a tough day as well or a tough week really for the Coleraine high school community they had a student who died in a car crash um, last weekend i believe or over the weekend uh, it happened he was on his way to talawanda for i believe a golf mm -hmm. tournament mm -hmm. so um, they are, are processing that loss, and I imagine probably have lots of uh, counselors on hand at school, but they will be honoring him on Friday at the football game, I believe, specifically, where we will, where we will see that. But um, that is, I want to find his name, Tyler Carter. Um, he died in a car crash last week, so 17 years old. Just those are, those are really hard things for those students to process. It is, so. yes. Um, also talking about some of the flash flooding we've seen throughout uh, the United States, um, in Georgia, other places, but also in Indiana, um, there was a woman that died um, from flash flooding as well. So this 
type of um, situation. We've been talking about Eastern Kentucky for weeks now, still kind of uh, prevalent in these next couple of weeks. And we're, we're due for more rain uh, as we head back into not only today, um, this Tuesday, but later on this weekend. So something to watch for, uh, I think, as storms continue to spread. So, uh, you know, it was, it was bad. We also had um, Meredith in uh, Sharon Woods this morning. Sharon Woods was impacted. They had flash flooding as well, um, some of the bridges there. So be aware if you are heading out or you do have uh, things that you're going to be doing in some of the parks, you just never know when you're going to come across that high water. So. Yeah. I mean, it rained hard this morning. Thankfully, there wasn't yes, any flooding. Really. But yeah, you just have to be careful. Um, really, yeah, that situation in Indiana. And we alluded to it this morning, too. FEMA has come out and said that their maps for flooding districts are flooding prone areas are outdated because mm -hmm. they were only taking into account shorelines and right. different things like that. You know, that's not the case anymore. We're seeing these creeks rise, these rivers rise so quickly yeah. and cause flooding. So I know one of the families that Meredith spoke with yesterday out in southeastern Indiana said they didn't have flood insurance. So um, that's something that they now have to figure out how to pay for. They have a GoFundMe up, but I think the gentleman said he and his brother built the house. So um, that's what, you know, you're dealing with these rural areas where a lot of people have kind of built these things over the years right. and don't have the, the flood insurance to go with it. So right. kind of an interesting, uh, interesting reminder there that we need. Um, Colin already alluded to it. Uvalde is back to school today. Uh, the Today Show we know is covering that pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. um, but man, yeah, you think of what that day must be like for those families. We talked about how some of them are going to private schools now. Some of them are doing virtual learning. Uh, you know, uh, some some have gone back to Uvalde schools. They are not obviously at Robb Elementary anymore. Everyone has been spread through, but mm -hmm. whew, that's got to be a lot of emotion for everybody. Yeah, and you know, I think it's in the back of your mind as your parent, you know, when your kids go to school, uh, anything could happen. And that's just unfortunate thought to have to put through your mind uh, here in America, but it is what it is. So um, something that they are still reeling from down there. Uh, we are also talked about this uh, road rage shooting incident that happened. Um, we will get into more of that, though. Uh, I think Randy's got a quick check of the forecast that she's going to get in their Today Show hit and then update us on uh, the what weather we may see throughout this Tuesday. All right, well, as we take a look at the radar here, you can see we have dreary skies all over greater Cincinnati, but the focus of any sort of real rain is up here north of 74 in southeastern Indiana. You can see some rain over top of Blooming Grove and more frequently north of Connorsville and Liberty. Uh, over the last hour or so, you can see those downpours kind of developing, and they likely will fizzle as they head in northern portions of Butler County, but still likely some sprinkles there uh, right over top of Hamilton. Plan on the potential for some scattered downpours as we head into the afternoon. All right, so yes, timing wise, the rain not great there, uh, but that's OK. We're going to be able to uh, make it make it work for us, hopefully, as we get closer to the weekend. I am optimistic that people yes, will get we're still in that things. pattern of nice weeks. Spotty, yeah, spotty weather on the weekends. <laughs> it, yeah, we, I don't know where, where that where that changed. But yeah, we for a while we did have some weekends like we're seeing now. So back to that trend um, and, and back to the story. This road rage road rage shooting a driver says someone shot at him after uh, he honked his horn started at the five points roundabout Hamilton Mason Road in Fairfield Township. Uh, this guy says um, there was a driver that failed to yield, so he honked his horn and about two miles later he was shot at. So I think three bullet holes um, showed up. A uh, situation that we've seen, we've also talked about um, in recent months about these shootings happening. Um, so just be careful out there. You know, you just never know what, what, what can happen.
No amount of road rage should ever lead to a shooting. Uh, the fact that road rage shooting is a phrase that we have to use these days is absolutely ridiculous. It um, really is. Yeah. A complete aside, no one knows how to use a roundabout. I have decided that's the case. No one understands uh, kind of what they're supposed to do. And I get that it's frustrating. So, you yeah. know, I mean, he laid on his horn, but whatever escalated in the two miles from the roundabout to wherever those shots were fired, mm -hmm. it just should never get to that point. Right. So, um, yes, we talked with the victim. He didn't want to be identified just as his first name. So they are looking for the car. I believe it was a black Chevy Malibu with tinted mm -hmm. windows. Um, you know, and the, the people have ring cameras. There are cameras everywhere these right. days. We know that. So Very potentially so. somebody might have that on camera and they might be able to identify what happened there. But uh, yeah, nothing in a road rage situation should ever escalate to shots being fired. Um, all right, let's shift to some more fun news. Uh, Hamilton's first show is tonight at the Aronoff, yeah. uh, making a return to Cincinnati. It is a great show if you've not had a chance to see it. I know a lot of people know the music already, um, <laughs> but tickets go pretty fast for that. There are tickets still available, though. I know yes. oftentimes they sell out, but no, there are tickets still available. Tickets still available, and then they're actually continuing what they did yes. when they were on Broadway. Um, a little lottery, they call it Ham for Ham, where I believe it's 10 $10, you get put into the lottery and then you get some pretty good seats for $10 as well. So there's, it's nice to see that they're trying to make uh, that as accessible, not just when it was a huge hit a few years ago in New York, but w uh, as it begins to tour the country as well. You reminded me I need to download the Hamilton app <laughs> so right. that I can do that later. <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, what we're doing in our household as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it is. It's a fantastic show. So many talented people to put that together, yeah. and it's fun for us to have that here um, in Cincinnati. It do, you is have, also... do you have a favorite song? Oh, it depends on my mood. Okay. It really does. Because <laughs> there's, I, I did have a favorite song. Now I'd have to go back and look at all of the song lists. There's some that just hit you in different moments. And there's so many different genres throughout the entire mm -hmm. musical that like, I gotta, it depends on where I'm at. I, I, have, oh. I have to divulge. I have not listened to a single word of that show. You I know, need to. I think I'm just putting it off. It's excellent. <laughs> they did an excellent job. Yeah. I think... Two, and I do advise this, somebody was asking on social media, if you can listen to the music, you can usually on Spotify or mm -hmm. wherever, um, it's not a hashtag, not an ad, um, yes. <laughs> but if you can, because there are so many fast-paced songs that if you don't and you're at the musical, you're going, wait, what did they say? We're I'm sorry, and that's what my husband did to me the entire time, and I was like, I told you to so listen to prepared. the soundtrack yeah. before you came to the show. Um, so yeah, it helps you to know what the words are ahead okay. of time because then you don't go into it going, shoot, I got to listen to every single word that they're saying. You yeah. still want to, but yeah. it just makes it a little easier to digest. Right. I need, I need to do it. It's on my, it's on my to-do list. So yes. I'll get on there. Would recommend. <laughs> I, I, I will do that. <laughs> I feel like I'm left out when you guys talk about it, so I need to do it. It's, it they did a great job with it. Um, but also Steelers week, so if musicals aren't your thing, more sports. It is the first week of the NFL, mm -hmm. and we're taking on divisional rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, on Sunday. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I think around the league, something the NFL tries to do to already increase the excitement, and then sometime, and then with the Bengals are a good example this year. They open and close the year with a divisional uh, opponent, both at home this year worked out nice. It's um, fun for fans. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be a nice test, I think, for both teams. Of course, Bengals fans expecting the team to just kind of pick back up, but there's going to be some rust to knock yeah. off. So we'll see kind of where the Bengals are, and, and kind pieces. of the same thing for the Steelers. Everyone kind of assumes they're not going to be great because of 
nope. the first year without Big Ben, no ben. and they weren't great last year with Big Ben. So uh, kind of a good barometer for both teams uh, to start the year, I think. Yeah, hopefully it'll be. I, it usually always is a good game. So hopefully that uh, story for better or continues. For worse, yeah. yeah. That's always a very stressful situation when it comes to uh, the Steelers-Bengals rivalry. Sorry, my computer died, which it always does. Oh, this is a big conversation that will be happening college around this city this week. Yep. Yeah, the College Top 25 poll will be out today. I think we kind of know that UC is probably not going to still be in the Top 25 after the loss to Arkansas, but we I have to wait to see. that's a safe bet. Could be, yeah. could be receiving votes. Um, it'll be – I'm interested in knowing how difficult it'll be to – if they continue to win after this week, get back in. Get back in yeah. because they're they really don't have uh, a no uh, another marquee game like Notre Dame last year, kind of two or three games in. So we'll see yeah. how decisive they have to be in order to to get back in the top twenty-five going forward. Makes sense. All right, we'll see where they land. Obviously, they have uh, certain of other games. I forget who they play this week. You get Kennesaw State. Kennesaw. I almost said Savannah State for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Same state to, though. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why I want to say that. But anyway, um, that's today's daily dose. We'll see you tomorrow for Wednesday's daily dose. Have a good day.